the vibes. The NBA is back. The greatest franchise in the world is back. Ah! <laughs> Come on, BJ, are back once again. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. The Boston Celtics back in action, handling business. The Lakers back in action, terrible again. It's a great day. It's a glorious morning. Thank you all for joining us. BJ Armstrong, how did you enjoy the opening night of the 2022-2023 NBA season getting underway? I think I can show you better than I can tell you. (laughs) 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 Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Hey, Mo, you know what, Mo? Mm -hmm. What letter becomes before D? C. The C's right now Mm. are shooting the lights out. And you know what, (laughs) Mo? I got to give the C's credit. Come on. They was shooting. They was shooting that thing like they knew what they was doing tonight. Well, I got to give them credit. Mm-hmm. A little, a, a different look. And all I kept saying was, when they get the time lower back, mm. NBA, we have a problem. I mean, <laughs> yo, we, we they, were just they, here they the other better. day. We were here the other day talking about how much we're excited to see Philly and, and beat it. And the Celtics mm-hmm. come out and drop 126 on them. That's easy that. money. So, obviously, a lot happened in the game. We're going to dive into that. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this. Joel Embiid, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, little skirmish that they got into. Because something really made me laugh in this game. If you guys didn't see the play, Marcus Smart's trying to grab a rebound. Embiid kind of hooks Smart's arm under his arm. And then he yanks it around. Basically, he could have dislocated Marcus Smart's arm. Marcus Smart rightly so, is quite angry about this. So while he's on the floor, he tries to kind of pull Embiid's leg as Embiid's walking off. Now, BJ, this is what really made me laugh. We saw a seven-foot man. How much did he weigh? Like 250 pounds, 300 pounds? We saw him defy the laws of physics because (laughs) any other human on Earth would fall forwards. But somehow, Joel Embiid was walking forwards but fell Backwards. I don't know how he just defies the laws of physics with his flopping, but that made well, me laugh. Mo, uh, well, you know, JoJo is very aware that he's a big man. He's very aware. And mm-hmm. you know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and JoJo is, you know, JoJo is a, you know what I, you know what I love about JoJo? Not he's a big man. And, and, you know, well, he's a big man and he plays big. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I like that. I like that about him. I, I, I like, I like it when you are big and you play big. I, I, you say that, but there were so many instances tonight where he's trying to attack off the perimeter, facing up to the basket. Where I'm watching and I'm just thinking, if I was as big as you, I would just get down on the block. The seas are running small ball, but he's there flopping. I like Jalen Brown running into bucket. I like Marcus Smart saying, hey, I could have cracked his head open, but I didn't. I'm going to let you get away for today. But yeah, Embiid, he had a, he had a big night. The, the big three from Philly combined for 82 points, right? But they only got 11 off their bench. James Harden, finally yeah. healthy. Maxi had 21, but I feel like they could have used him a bit more. But BJ, I want to know why your coach of the year 
what's going through his head with some of these rotations and why the bench only combined the entire bench for 11 points for the Sixers tonight. Well, when you have a team that's shooting the ball as well as the Celtics were shooting the basketball, it's going to throw everything off. I mean, the Celtics were lights out. They, they were lights out. I mean, they got... Tatum and Brown. You know, I, 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 there's a couple of players now that you and I have watched, you know, we, we, we covered the series in the finals. Okay, Grant Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I've been telling you. I'm to put something on the field. He you know, didn't miss. I, I, thought maybe, I thought he was just maybe hot one game. Okay. Grant Williams can shoot a little bit. Shoot a little, a little bit. bit. No, no. Ask I'm, the people in Milwaukee. Ask the people in no, no, Milwaukee. Grant Williams can play. He can play. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. I was like, okay, he shows up. Mm-hmm. On both ends. But I'm going to tell you, yeah. But the kid, you know, who was impressive was Brogdon. I thought he... I, I I really liked what he did. Like mm-hmm. kind of he, he his personality was like to me over the game, especially with the second unit. You know what they call him? What do they call him? Like president, the president, or like that, right? The president. Yeah, came off the bench. I, I got to give him credit. Grawell came off the bench with fifteen, so that's already thirty-one points off the Celtics bench, which is yeah, what they were yeah, majorly yeah. lacking in the NBA Finals. That bench. And I like that. And all I kept thinking was, God, man, if Gallinari was there. Mm. No, I was, I was just, I was, and you know, I was like, the Time Lord is not there. You know what I mean? I was just kind of watching. And his them. coach's first game, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you, you can, you can say this. This group, for whatever reason, it works. <laughs> you know, it, it, it works. You know what? I'm glad you say that now because just 12 months ago, everyone was trying to trade Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They have 35 points. It, 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 it's, it's the NBA. They, they, they have, it's, they, they combined for 70 points. On 44 field goal attempts. Listen, it's so odd that it works. I mean, you have Al Horford, who everyone thinks is done. He's in OKC. He's just <laughs> sitting there. He comes here, and now he's like, I mean, this guy, like, shows up. Great job, by the way, on the defensive end versus Joel Embiid. I mean, he must know something about Joel Embiid. We he just about knows this yesterday. something. We spoke yeah. about this yesterday. I can't explain yeah. it. And he told he just knows. He, he must have told Noah Vonley his secrets as well. You know what? And it, when you, the Celtics, it just works. I don't know how it works. Marcus Smart just works for this group. Yeah. He, he will work on any team. He's a winner. But, but should we yeah. give some insight into how it actually works? So here's a few things that stood out to me during the game. When Joel Embiid had the ball with his back to the basket, trying to get post-ups, the Celtics did a great job of bringing double teams at the perfect time in the sense that they wouldn't go too early with the help defender. It would be just as he's trying to get into his move to throw him off his rhythm to not let him get comfortable there. Sometimes it didn't work and he made a pass back out to an open shooter, but they did a great job with the timing of their double teams with players like Tame and Brown going, trying to dig the ball away. I think that kind of disrupted Embiid with what he was doing a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. The biggest thing for me was the pace at which the Celtics played. Every time Philly missed, every time they were even inbounded the ball, they, they knew they were a smaller team. They said, we're just going to outrun the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we ain't got the time, Lord. They got Embiid, but guess what? We're just going to outrun them. And the transition points was, I don't know what the totals are for the transition points scored, but the Celtics were absolutely dominating them. And then the other thing is, the Celtics were dominating points in the paint. I think the first half of the game, they were absolutely way ahead in terms of points in the paint. And a big part of that was, as you said, Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench did a great job at attacking and penetrating the defense and getting into those painted areas. 
to kind of open the floor up for the Celtics to get that thing started. But the offense looked nice. I I was really impressed. So I think I thought they did a great job. I mean, I mean, it's clear to me in watching the first two games that I think it could be. I mean, it's early to say this, but it could be. It looks like the NBA is trying to play. Look like teams are trying to play faster to me. Mm-hmm. You know, both of these games look like let's get it out and go. Even on makes. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you look at you look at the Lakers, you know, you're looking at their team. You're going, this team wasn't really made to get out and run, but they were trying to run and play fast. Well, they have the next be. game. I, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a great game. I give the Celtics credit. Celtics look good. Let's say this early. They're for real. They're like they're going to have a good team and they have a little depth. I like what I like what I see. And defensively, they're committed. Jason, Jason Tatum is a notorious slow starter. Yeah, I was shot 35 in the first game. Yeah, he comes out. These guys don't know. He makes so. his first shot tonight. He makes his first shot tonight. And I thought of you. I was like, maybe he's listening to the podcast and he's saying, you know what? Yeah, I have traditionally start off slow. But he yeah. looked like he's he looked like he's still where he was at last year. He yeah. really looked good. He looked sharp. And, and, sharp in game one. Having said that, it's like the first proper offseason for a lot of guys in the NBA because before they had Olympics, before obviously COVID messed up like two or three seasons. So this summer was really the first proper offseason for guys like Middleton, for guys like Tatum to be able to actually get some time off. So maybe that helped him. I spoke to BJ before the game. I was like, are you ready for Jason Tatum to go three for 27? And I was gr- greatly, greatly impressed that I was so wrong. But um, let's talk about the other game because you mentioned the Lakers getting out and running. And what I was going to say is they have to get out and run because they certainly aren't <laughs> going to shoot the ball. <laughs> Their shooting performance, especially in that first half, was horrific. Enough to, I don't even know. But um, what were your takeaways from this game with the uh, LA Lakers losing, of course, to the reigning champions who lifted their championship banner Happy for once, Oscar Anderson. It was a nice coincidence. He's on the Lakers. He gets to celebrate his ring with his team. But um, 123 to 109. But let's be honest, aside from a little flurry of Lakers buckets in the start of fourth quarter, this game was basically a blowout from halftime onwards. BJ, well, what were your takeaways? My, my takeaway was, I always, it, it's two things I, I, I really enjoy watching. I don't, I have no, I have no idea why. And that is the following. I love to watch the post-game celebration when teams win a championship. And I love to watch when teams in the, in the you know, the, the, when they receive their championship rings, right, mm-hmm. in, in the NBA. I really enjoy that. And my wife enjoys it. So we, it's like the Super Bowl, we may not watch the game, but we mm-hmm. want to watch here what happens. And we look at all of the things that's going on now. I thought the the Warriors had one of this is one of the best pregame or ring ceremonies I've ever seen. What made it the best? Well, the acknowledgement of players on those previous teams, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was it was like a very nice touch. You know, you you like you, you know you had it gave you a visual of like here we are doing this. I thought was was so classy. You know, Mo, I, 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 being around this league, you, you know, there are certain people who just stand out to you. And I've said this for years. Her name is Nenea. And she handles everything in the building. 
And when they were at the Oakland Coliseum, she handled every ticket that someone would leave for a family member, a guest, or whatever. Any problem that was in the stadium, and she's doing the same thing now, there now that they moved to, to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they acknowledge her, no, Mo, she is, if there's anything wrong in the building, Nenea handles it. Anything. You, you didn't get your drink. She'll be like, wait a minute, I'll take care of that, Mo. Just wait just one second. And you're like, who is this woman? Mm. Your ticket didn't come down. Something, anything that's going on, she yeah. handles it. And I'm telling you, they like acknowledge, I've never seen that before. And I was like, I'm glad I wasn't the only one because I'm telling you, she makes you feel bad about, she makes you feel good, but she makes you feel like she knows you. She'll be like, Mo, how you doing? How was your travels? And she knows you by name. She knows what you're doing. She knows who left your tickets. And everybody knows her. Like when, like one time, oh, we were in the playoffs and there was something was going on and there was a delay. Mm-hmm. And then they came there and solved the entire problem. <laughs> yeah. Like she saw, she's, so she she's, like, she's been around since you played there. Uh, since I've played there, she's been around. She's been there like twenty years. Okay. I've, I, I've just, whenever you go, when the next time we go there, we're going to go through the back where the players come, and she'll be there just handling every single problem. I bet the NBA just turns over the arena to her doing this. <laughs> no, seriously, she's so. If you if you have a problem, you want her on the job. She knows everything. So that I thought that was cool. I thought that was a great touch. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was very cool. I, I the game, the Warriors look terrific, by the way. Well, before we get they to look- the game, before we get to the game, did you see this thing? I didn't watch it. Did you see this thing that came out? Like Draymond Green made some sort of documentary about punching Jordan Poole. Did you see that? I I I, I heard something about it, Mo. And I, I you know what? I I want to be on the court now. I, okay. I, I, I I played the game with you long enough. <laughs> now I only want to talk. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to talk about the game now. I, okay. I, I, okay. I'm done with that. I If you want to stop there, I'll, 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 I'll let you share with the audience, with well, our listeners. Well, a trailer came out from Warner Brothers where it was like Draymond Green's preparation for the season. And then it's him talking about the punch that he had in Jordan Poole. But like, he said in his press conference that he watched the video like 15 times. And then in this little weird documentary of propaganda, he's like, oh, I never saw the video. And then I never knew how much it blew up because I don't really use the internet like that. And then the weirdest part for me is like, it's got all this dramatic music. It's got like B-roll footage of him playing with his kids. So he looks like a nice family man. I'm like the propaganda of this. I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's very strange. Just like you said, stay on the court. We didn't need to see all of that. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw a few clips. I was like, I ain't watching this. I don't want to see this. But let's get on to the court, BJ. You said to me the Warriors look better than they did last season. And this yes. is just game number one. Yes. Yes. And, y- y- you know, st- you know who, who who I'm very, very impressed with right now is this kid, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He looks incredibly focused right now. Like, like he's out to prove something. Like, I, I don't know what he's out to prove or what's got him upset. 
But for a player that is as as a, as accomplished as he is, I mean, he came out with an incredible amount of focus tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and mean, when it looked ahead. like the Lakers were coming back into the game, literally three possessions from Steph ended all of that. Quick three, yeah. that little that little up and under with the inside hand finish with AD guarding him, and then another bucket. It just puts the game out of reach. His ability to timely score baskets is second to none. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he you know, when you play, you, you, you know, you want to play to win. He's trying to crush your spirit right now. <laughs> With a smile on his face. Yes, yeah. And, that, and I think that's what I probably picked up on. He's not trying to just win anymore. He's trying to crush you now. He's trying to really destroy your spirit and take away your spirit. I mean, he's a, he is, he's, he's got an instinct about him that you gotta, it, it looks different, but I can, now I, I, I'm beginning to recognize what he's doing. The team that looks sharp, you know, I gotta, I gotta agree with Charles Barkley on this one. If Wiseman and Kaminga show up, I don't think I don't I don't think you could beat these guys. They're mm-hmm. bringing off Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, and Poole off their bench. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty good, Mo. That's hey, pretty good. Hey, hey, well, mean, Mo, Mo, five, Mo, five years pretty, from Mo. now, and that's the starting lineup. I'm not going to be mad at you, Mo. That's pretty good, uh, Mo. Oh, I mean, oh. Mo. Those, those are those are all star caliber talents. I mean, I, I wouldn't okay. put Kaminga in that conversation yet, but he's got the potential to be an all-star player oh, one Kaminga day. is, oh, yeah, Kaminga, <laughs> man, this guy jumps, sometimes he jumps off my television. This guy is, I, I just think they have depth. And how about the kid, DiVincenzo, right? I mean, Yeah, Dante in, DiVincenzo. Dante was there. I mean, they just have depth. They just have a lot of depth. I like their team. I like how they play. You know, Clay, Steph, and those guys. I was like, wow. Now, it's early, but I like the fact that I think they could play this style with this mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. So, there's a few things that jumped out to me. Number one, there was, talking to Jordan Poole, there was an excellent play from him where he had LeBron guarding him. He hit him with a little hezzy, a little step back. Dropped a three-pointer. Better watch out for Draymond Green because he's not going to be too happy about his king getting embarrassed like that. But what stood out to me from this game is, um, number one, the Lakers' lack of shooting to start the game. You can try to hide your face while you laugh, PJ. I can see you. The people at home listening can't see you, but I can see you. It's okay. <laughs> Lakers' lack of shooting to start off. Anti Davis started the game looking fantastic, especially defensively. If, if they can keep him on the court, he looked fantastic. My one thing. What do you him, think, A? What do you think about AD? That's a cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. What so, do you think about AD at this five? I, I I'm not sure about this. Well, they don't have a choice because Thomas Bryant has just had surgery on his finger, so he's going to be out for a while now. So, unless they can sign a big that I don't know who they'll be waiting for, maybe Demarcus Cousins, but I don't think they'll do that. He's going to have to play the five. Um, defensively, he looked great. Offensively, though, is like you're playing against the Warriors. This should be a good matchup for you, AD especially when the Warriors are playing their small ball lineups. Warriors have got their small ball lineup out there and AD is taking three-pointers from the corner. Go get in the paint. Go 
and be a big man. If you're going to be a four, you're going to be a five, go be big. But Mo, did you see some of the lineups that the the Lakers had on the floor? Yeah. They had none. Pat Bev. Westbrook. Westbrook. Three-point guards. LeBron. (laughs) LeBron. And AD. I was like, okay, what is going on here? I mean, I didn't know what to think about this team. I want to give Coach Ham credit. He's putting his most competitive players on the floor, regardless of position right now. Yeah. They 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 just have you could tell they have a personnel problem. Yeah, and yeah. They just... so they've got no shooters and they've got no wings. They basically got point guards plus LeBron and AD, right? Right. Here's what I did like from Darvin Ham is the way he had them playing defense. They were down 20, yes, basically I, from I half time. And then in the fourth that. quarter, they managed to force the Warriors into like three, four turnovers in a row. Like you said the other day, you get three, four stops in a row. And um, they managed to cut the lead from 20 down to about 10 before I, Steph Curry exploded and the game ran away. That's what I liked from them. But for me, it's just a poorly constructed... We talk about it all the time. We can talk about it again now the season's here. Roster construction. It's just a poorly yes. constructed roster. And everyone's going to blame Russell Westbrook. There was that one clip where he airballed a three from the corner. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's... Yeah, but no. Here's the thing. Whoever decided... It was a good idea to trade for Russell Westbrook. Doesn't know the game of basketball. And I say this respectfully to Russell, okay? Because this isn't a knock on him. But when you watch this Lakers team, keep an eye out. Because I saw it in the preseason and I saw it again tonight. When they're in transition, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James will run the same lane. They'll run to the same spots. Because they are very similar in the way that they play basketball. So, like, I'm watching them in transition tonight. And they are literally running in each other's way. And it's not LeBron's fault. It's not Russell Westbrook's fault. That's just how they play basketball for the last 20 plus years. But whoever decided that this team would work with this roster, I don't know how they're doing that job and getting paid millions of dollars. I don't know how that's going on, respectfully. Because it's just, it's it, just, it just makes no it's sense. Just, it, it makes yeah, it's no just sense. The, the players that they have, they don't complement one another. And it's, they're just all on different timelines. Like, Russell needs the ball, and he needs spacing and shooters so that he can be Russell Westbrook. And that I mean, same description. Athletic plays. But that same description applies to LeBron James. LeBron James. He needs the Absolutely. ball, and he needs shoes. Like, we've seen the recipe in Cleveland. Just give him. It doesn't matter who the shooters are. It could be Channing Frye, Richard Jefferson, and Matthew Delevadova. Just give him guys that can space the floor, and he will be okay. <laughs> But That's now they've given him, like, the lineup you said. Kendrick Nunn, okay, cool, whatever. Patrick Beverly, he ain't shoot. Like, he'll put up a nice percentage. He ain't a shooter that right. anyone's worried about. Russell Westbrook's not a shooter. Anthony right. Davis isn't a shooter. Like, what are we really doing here? Do but, exactly. I mean, it's, that's, that's, just, that's just what it is. But I want to take away something positive. I thought they were incredibly organized in what mm-hmm. they were trying to do on the offensive end. I think Coach Ham is a really good coach. Like, I like what yep. he was doing. They were given second effort. They were given multiple efforts on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I thought they were they were getting back in transition, and mm-hmm. they contested every shot. You know, mm-hmm. like there weren't like you know lapses where you know there, there like, were a few. Is... There were a few well, 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 of their superstars not getting but, back in transition and stuff like but that. They were but consistent. I thought they were. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were. Look, I'm talking about what I saw last year to this year. Okay. I thought the Lakers were like okay. I like it. Now, if we get the right personnel there in there, you could you could say 
okay, I can work with them. I can I can work with this coaching staff. I can work with this. But I I, I think overall, Mo, it's just the, here's, it's here's just, something interesting. It's a bad roster. Russell Westbrook says he absolutely believes that coming off the bench against Sacramento contributed to him tweaking his hamstring. You know, we spoke about this the other day, and you spoke about right. NBA players acute habit because he said. I've been doing the same thing for 14 years. Honestly, I didn't even know what to do pre-game. And, you know, I didn't mention this earlier, but James Harden looked like a completely new James Harden. And you can tell how much his hamstring bothered him last few years. I hope this hamstring doesn't become a problem for Russell Westbrook. But here's one positive takeaway for the Lakers. LeBron James put up 31, 14, and 8. The stats look fantastic. One step closer to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Even if most of those stats came during the period of the game where the Lakers were just down 20 points and doing absolutely nothing. That's all I'm going to say on that. Well, well, at one point he was like, what, one for like 14 or something, right? I'm just saying for the fans who wake up and see the box score and they're going to wake up and tell me, oh, this guy's the best player in the world. He had 31, 14 and eight or whatever. No, not anymore. But. Respectfully, I don't want to talk too much or Draymond might punch me in the face as well. So, BJ, what are we going to do to end this one today? Because opening night was good, but some of the fixtures that are coming up tonight... <laughs> you are all one today. Hey, hey, C's win, Lakers lose. I'm on 100 all week long. Some of the fixtures tonight I'm really excited about. So, there's a lot of games, so we're just going to run through and you tell me which team you think is going to take the dub. We're tipping things off with your Detroit Pistons playing host to the Orlando Magic. Detroit basketball. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Paolo's debut fully in the NBA and some yes, of the lineups. I am too. I'm, I'm some of the lineups the Magic can pull out are going to be fun. But then we've yes. got the Wizards and the Pacers. It has to be the Wizards, surely. You super max Bradley Beal. Can't lose to the worst team in the East. On game one. Well, I don't think they're the worst team in these. I'm, I'm telling you, maybe I just saw the Pacers on a good night. I watched them against the Knicks, and I was like, interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be as bad as people were saying. I really don't. Okay, I'm going to pick the Pacers. I'm going with the Pacers. Okay, okay. okay. The Rockets and the Hawks. Now, I love this because someone asked Jalen Green, how do you feel about going up against one of the best young, talented, explosive backcourts in the NBA? And he said, we're one of the best backcourts in the NBA. I like mm. I like the confidence. What do you think about that matchup there? DeJounte and Trey for the um, first time in the regular season. I'm gonna go with the Hawks, but I I I like the I like how the young Rockets, you know, I like how they have they got a little attitude. You and, know? and speaking and of, I, I like that. Speaking of their backcourt, they gave Kevin Port Jr. the four-year contract extension, but the money's only guaranteed for the first year, which is kind of an unusual contract to see. In the NBA. So only the first well, 15 million of the 85 million is guaranteed. Well, you know what? You know, Kevin Porter is a, is a very talented player. And, you know, he's had some off-court issues, okay? Um, and we don't need to go into great detail about that. However, if he performs on the court like he's capable, mm-hmm. that's a great deal for him. And I think that would be a great deal for the team. Mm-hmm. If he can raise his level of professionalism off the court, yeah, I, then this kid is a, this kid is a max talent. This kid is a he has he's got max talent potential. The, the only thing okay. that worries me is 
if he was to get injured, that money is not guaranteed for those four years. That's well, I, I, I think the only thing I think the only way and I haven't seen the contract, but in just watching. I think the only way he doesn't get paid if he has off court, whatever he has yeah. going on off the court. And I don't know the issue. I just know what I've seen or, and I've read. Yeah. You know, people, you know, who know him, they all, they all speak highly of him, but there's something going on there. Okay. Yeah. We can't deny that. We're not going to sugarcoat it, but if he shows up and plays and performs, I, I think he gets every penny of it. And I think that's total. And the fact that they they're giving him this opportunity, I think lets them let lets him know or should let him know that they believe in him, but he's got to perform. Mm-hmm. And coach Silas was emotional talking about giving him that contract extension. And, and we've seen him, I, 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 we've seen him drop 50 on true holiday. So hey, I'm excited. It's, 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 no, he's a player. He's a, he's a player. We've got, speaking of good players, we've got Zion returning. The Pelicans are in town tonight in Brooklyn. Taking on Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets. Who you got for that one? Pelicans Nets. You know, Mo, I, I, I you always got a little twinkle in your eye when you say Zion. I think you like the big guys. Zion's I think you, guy, I think you, Zion's your guy. I think you have an admiration because it's, it's the body type, you know. I can relate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you can, can relate. relate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time, every time you say Zion, you you know, you got you stick your chest out a little bit. Come on, man. That's that's uh, that's my G right there. I, I wouldn't I I I I am gonna I'm gonna say the Pelicans just because of their youth. You know, Zion, he had a little he sprained his ankle. I don't know if he's back. I'm assuming he's back. Right? He said he's playing. He said he's playing. Yeah, I'm assuming he's back. Yeah, I'm assuming he's back. I'm going to go with the Pelicans. Yeah, I like the Pelicans. I don't think the Nets really even have a home court advantage at this point in the arena. Uh, we've got the Chicago Bulls. They're down in South Beach going up against the Miami Heat. I'm gonna take this one as start of season Miami Heat nightlife. Uh, Miami Heat gonna win. What do you think though? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Heat. I'm gonna go with the Heat. Should I tell you my second favorite matchup of the night in, after Pelicans okay. Nets? Cavs, oh, yes. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Raptors. Oh, you're going to go Cavs, Raptors. I thought you were going to say Dallas, Phoenix. Oh, no, no. That's number um, three. That's number three. Oh, that's number three. Cavs, Raptors. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's going to be a good one. Go you know I'm going to I'm going to go with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Going with the Cavs. Uh, new look Cavs as well. Donovan Mitchell on that roster. We've got the Knicks and the Grizzlies. They at the Grindhouse. John Morant's going to be making his case for MVP. Oh, you know what? This kid, John Morant, in preseason. Wow. I, 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 I caught tweet. you. Be, be I down. called you a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I you know, I don't tweet. even like preseason basketball. When I called you doing this, I was like, whoa. I saw a tweet, here? though. I saw a tweet, though. And it's from a guy who lives in Memphis. He goes, John Morant, you need to chill out. You're making the ticket prices too expensive. And that made me laugh. I'm like, that's that's how good he is. That's how hey, good he is. The hey, price Mo, of the bricks going Mo, way up. Hey, 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 I'm gonna tell you something. I called you in a preseason game, mm-hmm. and I said, "Boy, are you seeing this?" It was mm-hmm. against my Detroit Pistons. He put on a show. Three dribbles behind he, the back from half court to the bucket to finish court. with a jump. Mm. Yeah, I mean mm. he's. So mm. I, I, I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies and yeah. hopefully, knock on wood, everyone down there can stay healthy. Uh, we've got the, the the Thunder traveling to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves win that one comfortably. But it'll be good to get a new Rudy, 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 Rudy. The Hornets and the Spurs. 
this is game Ooh. one in the race for Wembanyama. So the winner of this game is actually the team that loses this game because mm. it will increase their lottery odds. I'm going to say the Spurs. Yes, Spurs. Spurs. I like it. The Hornets, I don't know what's going on in Charlotte. We're going to talk about that another day. The Jazz and the Nuggets. Now, I know when they made the schedule, they didn't anticipate the Jazz to be tanking quite so much. So I'm quite easily going to take the Nuggets in this. Yes. Um, yes. If they don't, then that will be horrendous. But um, the Nuggets will take that one. But then the Mavericks travel to Phoenix to take on the Phoenix Suns. Revenge for Game 7's obliteration? Or do you think this will continue to be the downfall of Chris Paul's team? Well, I'm just going to tell you what I saw. Something doesn't look right to me in Phoenix at the moment. So it doesn't, something doesn't look right. And, and I'm not talking about watching them play. Something doesn't look like with the chemistry of this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've had a lot going on. I know off the court with the owner and the latest controversy, what's going on off the court. Well, I mean, Chris Paul's but dealt it, with that before. In the Clippers, so he yeah, knows but how the, to, the, and, and the Clippers seem to sell through playing well as a team, regardless. And the, you know, yeah, but this Jay Crowder situation seems a little odd to me. DeAndre Ayton coming out saying before the season he hadn't spoken to the coach, and they just gave the guy a max. Yeah, that seems a little odd to me. You know, it just something doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. I don't think Cam, Cam Johnson's contract. He didn't get his extension. You know, and I'm sure a part of that has to be with who's in charge now. Well, I mean, I'm like, not mad at him for that because you're really thinking if Jeff Bezos comes and buys the franchise, you're going to get a better contract next year than you would have this year. You know what I mean? Not necessarily. But good, good, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like the way you're thinking because you're mm-hmm. always thinking about getting that back. I know Mo, Mo's, Mo's trying. A, trying. Yeah, he's always Mo's always trying. Trying, uh, but something doesn't look right to me with this group, and we will find out very quickly in game one. And you know, it's funny how you can go, you know, you're at the top one minute, and then all of a sudden things can go south mm-hmm. very quickly in this league, and no one feels sorry for you. That's the so, same in life. I yeah, absolutely. So I I'm gonna just say this to the Suns. Because they've had a terrific, you know, last two years. They've really had a, you know, they go to the finals. They have the best season, best record in the regular season, I think, last year, right? Yeah. They were the best team in the regular season. They were the best team. And then, you know, they got to stop this. Mm -hmm. They're going to figure this out. They got to stop this and stop it now. Because this has the potential more to go way south. (laughs) Okay. I mean. Way south. And no one's there coming to help you. Guys. Yeah. So let's see. Hopefully this. Hopefully and the way that they would be, I think they didn't have a lot of like, a lot of people didn't really like them in the way that they would be carrying themselves last season, kind of thinking they're going to win a championship and then not winning it. But the final game of the night, the Trailblazers and the Kings. This is an interesting one. I feel like this could be like a play in matchup towards the end of the season. Who have you got taking this tonight? Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the Kings in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. This they're going the Kings this year. We're going to lift the curse. The Kings are getting to the playoffs. I'm sending 
You say you know the vibes. I'm sending all the vibes there. I'm sending the vibe. I'm sending my vibes to the Kings. It's, I, 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 it's, it's. I'm the official, unofficial fan of the Kings. Mm-hmm. I want the Kings to get to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's tonight's games. Make sure you're watching them. But if you don't watch them, you can catch up on everything you need to know tomorrow morning on this podcast right here, the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA Two K Twenty Three. BJ and I will be back. Every day all season long, bringing you the best coverage in the game. BJ, welcome back. The NBA is finally here. The regular season is underway. Before you know it, it's going to be the playoffs. And and before you know it, it's going to be the finals. And before you know it, it'll be next season. So let's enjoy the ride. Once again, the Boston Celtics come out winning. The Lakers stay losing. Get buckets.